wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha and good morning, sweet sisters. So we are going to be completely transparent and authentic right now. This has been way harder than we expected it to be. I know my husband. We've been married for three years. We have conversations every single day, but we are finding that we process information way differently. So the Lord just brings things to my mind and I just start speaking and the words are just flowing and then the information is out. But Evan is very much so different. I don't know if he wants to share on it or not, but we've just been finding that he is such a deep thinker and a lot of it yeah does come from the expectations that he puts on himself which i can understand too coming from a control and perfectionist background but just really wanting to get things right really wanting to remember it right really wanting to share his testimony for you guys in a way that is meaningful and impactful and because of that we have done a lot of pausing and deleting and re-recording and praying and surrendering and re-recording and deleting again (laughs) and honestly just trying to have so much grace on each other and again just being authentic it doesn't help that there's some deadlines coming up i'm working on a course for you guys that i'm really excited about and the holidays are coming up and We've got a lot of traveling and I just say all of this because I hope that you guys know how much this platform matters to us, how much we appreciate you guys and how much we want to pour into you. And we do believe that we are, that we triumph by the power of our testimony and that's why we're sharing it with you guys. That's why it's so important. So please bear with us, just laugh with us, pray for us and we are going to get into the second part of Evan's testimony and he's going to share more about kind of his backsliding and how that led him to Hawaii and eventually how we ended up meeting and then I'm sure we'll do a lot more back and forth at that point. But we are going to lift this up to the Lord's hands because he knows we need him and get right back into it. Does that sound good, sweetheart? That sounds great. (laughs) Okay. Was that a good depiction? Yes, it was. Okay, just making sure I didn't put words into your mouth. No, it's definitely all truth, and it's been a struggle for sure. But we definitely, yeah, love being able to share and love on each other and be able to love on you guys too. So thank you guys for being patient with us. Yeah, and loving the challenge. 
not, but also loving it, thinking, I don't know, we can get in such a good place in our marriage and then thinking things are easy and then something else, we try something new and it's like, what? Why is this so hard? We've been married for three years. Like we talk every single day. Why can we not sit in front of a microphone together? But okay. Father God, we love you so much. We're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for our stories. And again, our little one napping right now. We just want to glorify you. We just want to lift you high. We just want you to be seen in our lives because they have been far from perfect, but you are perfecting them. And they have been far from glorious, but you are glorifying them. And we just bring it all before you. I ask that you would move and speak through Evan in a way that he has never experienced before, that you would just put a spirit of confidence and boldness and just joy. And I think I already said confidence, but again, just confidence that he is your son and he is a man after your own heart. And I know that because I prayed for a man after your own heart if I were to ever get married and he's the man that I married. So I know that that is true. I love you, and I thank you, and I praise you. In Jesus' name. Father God, we, yes, praise you in this time and these trials and this testing, God. We're, we're enduring through this, this time of sharing our testimony and sharing my testimony and my truth and my life that you've brought me through, God. And I just thank you that you're building character and building our confidence in you, God. So yeah, thank you that you're in us. Thank you that you've saved us and we are continuing to look to you for strength, especially right now in our weakness, God. Um, give us the words to say. Allow me to speak your truth and share my testimony and what I've been through and all the struggles and and what you've been yeah showing me along the way as well so thank you lord I give you all the the worship and the praise and the glory right now god and we love you and pray this in jesus name amen, amen. so we left that last episode off where yeah i was finishing up at that last church camp and not even a month goes by where I decide to smoke weed for my first time. I went up to Washington to visit some family and ended up smoking with some family for the first time and came back from that trip and was super excited to go hang out with my friends that smoked. I told them how I smoked for my first time and I wanted to smoke with them and yeah, I think I ended up that summer just sneaking away and smoking with my friends and my parents had no idea because I had told myself I was never going to smoke and never going to drink, but yeah, that didn't get past me. I ended up doing it and doing it a lot. Yeah, so going into junior year, I remember just being stoned like 24 7 it seemed like i went to school sometimes high and then right after school ended it was just like a cycle of going to a friend's house or they would come to my house i actually yeah just 
we would smoke in my garage and after my parents went to sleep and there were actually a few instances where I got caught with the cops. Um, we got pulled over one time after smoking in the car and we ended up having to get out of the car, sit on the curb and call all our parents and I remember my dad came and the officer used me as an example. He was like, well, to another dad, when another dad came before my dad, he's like, look at all these kids. They're, they're so high. Look at that kid. His eyes are so red. And yeah, my, my eyes got really red because I had contacts and obviously being high at the same time is just a recipe for disaster. But yeah, so I got rolled up with the cops a few times and my parents, yeah, disapproved of it. And they warned me plenty of times that I should not be smoking and that it was going to lead to harder drugs and yeah they always told me that they didn't want me ending up like my oldest brother where he did go through all of that and thank god yeah he's he's living such an amazing life right now too but yeah I did end up going through all of that I smoked weed and drank I started drinking a lot um and partying and going out and telling my parents I'm just hanging out with some friends but really smoking weed and partying and one point during my junior year after being caught so many times I came home uh, after going to the beach and my mom found my weed in my backpack and I got out of the shower and they called me into the room and they ended up kicking me out of the house so that was a big thing. I remember leaving my phone. I had to leave my phone. I just packed a backpack and I just remember walking away from the house, just bawling my eyes out and knowing that I had pushed myself so far, but I've also pushed my parents so far to the limit where they had told me so many times and I just didn't listen and I refused to listen and they uh yeah had to make that hard decision and I did end up stopping smoking weed for a while I was still drinking for a while and going into my senior year I yeah didn't smoke too much but I think I remember starting to chew tobacco and I was addicted to weed before I was able to stop that grace of God and but I picked up another addiction with nicotine and was still drinking all the time and I yeah went through my senior year getting ready to go to college I was playing soccer still and had the opportunity to get a scholarship and I visited a few schools. I actually visited Boston on the East Coast and remember the guys taking me out and I blacked out and woke up the next morning with a huge scrape on my face because they had told me we were walking on top of cars and I fell off the car and hit my head in the gutter and didn't remember any of that. So came back from that trip knowing like oh maybe that's not a good place for me to go but yeah this 
this next trip, I went out to Hilo, Hawaii, and I visited with one of my friends that I played soccer with, and the coach showed showed us around the island, and he didn't necessarily, I don't think he was supposed to be showing us around the island. I don't know if I'm getting him in trouble, but he, uh, yeah, he showed us some, uh, he showed us Akaka Falls and a uh, bunch of different waterfalls and spots out there that were just awesome. And I just remember thinking, oh, this would be an amazing lifestyle to be out here. And I could, yeah, keep drinking and smoking and be away from my family across the ocean. And I think my parents were on board with letting me go to school out there just to have a new uh, perspective and just to get away from Los Alamitos, our little bubble. I went on a full ride scholarship. I got a scholarship, athletic scholarship from University of Hawaii Hilo. It was about 75% tuition, but then the rest of the scholarship came from my parents. So <laughs> they, they, yeah, provided everything. I was able to move into the dorms my first year and I ended up going with I knew one guy, he played on one of my soccer teams growing, growing up, so I knew him, but I, yeah, was just in a new place uh, in Hawaii, and it was a good thing that I was on the soccer team, so I was able to, you know, get immersed right into the culture and meeting the soccer guys, and specifically one of the local guys on the team, we wanted to explore the island a little bit, and we end up go into a waterfall and we had to sneak past this house because the river was just right behind this house and we had to rock climb and climb over all these things and got to this amazing little pool back there where there was all kinds of heights of jumping and I grew up jumping on my trampoline and I learned how to backflip at a young age so this was like heaven for me. I was backflipping off cliffs into the waterfall and learned how to do different tricks like a gainer and which is backflipping standing there and going forward but backflipping and I just that was just like my trademark at that point I was being recorded my friend my local friend he was actually a videographer and we would go make videos and go to all these different secret spots and take videos of us doing gainers and backflips and he would edit them and get a lot of views on them and that was kind of yeah a big part of what I loved so much out there and on top of all that I was in Hawaii and away from my parents and any other authority besides my coach and teachers and just had free reign to do anything. I was still smoking and drinking and having a good time and eventually moving even further than weed and alcohol, I decided to give myself and my physical body over and losing my virginity and knowing that I didn't want to pursue any relationships. I just wanted to live freely and continue to do what I wanted to do. I remember my first summer after my first year of college coming back home and yeah still 
wanting to smoke weed with all the friends that I haven't smoked weed with. And then I remember going on a road trip with my brother. There was a wedding out in Detroit. So we drove there and we got to Detroit and went to the wedding and we're like, oh, we're already halfway across the country. Let's go the rest of the way. So we end up doing this 16-day long road trip, made it all the way to the East Coast to Maine and stayed with friends and family and random people. We, One of the people we stayed with was on like a couch surfing website app that my brother was involved with where they just allow couch surfers to come and leave reviews for each other so it's it's not anything scary but but then yeah going back out to Hawaii and the next summer comes around and I didn't want to go home I wanted to stay out there and I end up getting a zipline tour guide job and was living the life I was working as a zipline tour guide and getting high as a tour guide which was really bad but I feel like I was a very functioning smoker at that time so I trusted myself but it was definitely not a good decision but yeah had a really good time doing that it was with two of my really good friends that were on soccer and they uh yeah they helped me get a job there and I loved it it was it was pretty cool but I wasn't a super good knowledgeable tour guide um I just wanted to yeah, have a good time and I wasn't being used by God at that time so that was kind of unfortunate but I did that for two summers and then going into my junior year my coach that recruited me for soccer actually quit we had two losing seasons for soccer and he ended up leaving and our assistant coach stepped up and he was our assistant coach was just like another one of the guys he was really cool so I never really gave soccer my my full attention out there I remember wanting to come out to Hawaii in general just to you know experience the lifestyle and experience being away from home and and soccer kind of started taking a back seat and started losing my my interest and passion for soccer that I had in high school and I remember just having my worst soccer career during my college years and that was definitely a bummer because you know I love soccer and I look back at it now and I wish I had been following the Lord that whole time so I could have been living in purpose and maybe could have been more successful in soccer but can't uh can't play that what if right now so just trusting that yeah I was out there God brought me out there on a soccer scholarship and that I was able to play and yeah I wouldn't be who I am today without all that I think I remember going into my senior year and I ended up getting kicked out of school actually because my grades were so bad I went below a 2.0 average for two semesters in a row and it was called a dismissal they dismissed me from the college right before my final year of playing so I had to do some extra credit to get my grades up and I needed to appeal the dismissal and get back into school so that I can be eligible to play my last year 
So I kind of manipulated my way through getting good grades. I did this 16-day immersion at this permaculture farm down in southeast Big Island, and that was definitely quite the experience. I definitely loved sustainability, and I loved being able to live off the land, and I just thought getting that 16-day immersion, being able to live in this community where we were surrounded by just being able to, yeah, live off the land. I was able to get credits off of that. It was, I just had to write a few papers about it. I actually remember not even finishing my paper, but having a meeting with my professor and sharing my heart about it and how much I learned and how much I learned about communication, which was my degree, and living in a uh, community like that, we had to communicate a lot. So she heard my heart about it, but I don't remember ever turning the paper in. She just gave me the credit, and I ended up, yeah, getting my grades back up and being able to play my senior year. But yeah, that senior year, I met a really good friend of mine that grew up in the church. His dad was a pastor. I remember him inviting me to a free lunch. They had free lunch every Wednesdays at the Baptist Collegiate Ministry. And yeah, that was the one of the first times going back and being in that environment. Even though I did go my freshman, sophomore, and junior year, I actually did go to Easter service with some friends to Ohana Church, but I was very much still in my sinful ways, and I just remember going and just being encouraged and and loving being part of it, but still just going back into my sinful lifestyle. But it wasn't until the senior year when I start going to these Wednesday lunches where I was being surrounded by the community again of believers and fellowship and all these different churches bringing free food and serving us and loving us and coming up to me and wanting me to come back to to worship nights and and the prayer nights and and the message nights and I just remember being super like hesitant on going back because I was still dabbling in my sin with smoking every once in a while and drinking a lot and still being with girls and I almost remember just not wanting to be there because I was still living a sinful lifestyle. So it wasn't until winter break my senior year, I knew at that point I needed to go one more semester and then a fall semester to graduate. But that winter break, we were having an open mic night with some friends and we needed a cajon, which is a little box drum that you sit on. And the BCM had a cajon, and we had asked if I can borrow it, if we could borrow it for our open mic night. And the director there asked me to come to the Christmas celebration to get the cajon. So I remember going, and my buddy that was supposed to come with me, he didn't end up coming. So I was there by myself, not knowing any of these people there. But just remember how loving and how much of a good time I had. And just remembering being a part of 
yeah, something bigger again and not just living for myself. So I end up going back home for that Christmas and spending time at home with family and then coming back and knowing that I wanted to go back to church. But at this time, since I was completely done with soccer, I had finished my last year, I hadn't surfed as much. And I was trying to get surfing going through my first four years, but didn't get to surf as much. So when I finally finished soccer, I was like, oh, it doesn't matter if I get hurt right now. So I got back from that winter break and I went surfing for a month straight. There was so many different swells that were coming in with perfect waves. And I was waking up at 5 a.m. every morning, which I was never a morning person, but if it was for surfing and I was getting up for sunrise and getting in the water, I was, I was all for it. And yeah, it was awesome. I was catching good waves, getting good at surfing and, but at the same time refusing to go back to church because the, the services that were being held were night services. And I didn't want to stay up so late because I wasn't going to wake up early and just making all these excuses to not go back to church. But Eventually, I end up getting hurt surfing. I was surfing at the point break at this uh, surf spot and fell and scraped my right foot up on the coral and just took a big gash out of my foot so I wasn't able to surf anymore. And I remember being called back and being convicted like, oh, I should take this time to go back to church. But I just remember not going and finally I don't know how long a week or two go by where my foot was finally getting healed up and I was like all right I get to go back surfing tomorrow and I remember going skating that night and I end up falling I tried riding over a speed bump and end up flying 10 feet and scraping my whole right side of my body got cuts on my shoulder my elbow my knee my foot reopened that cut that happened on my foot from the coral reef and yes God spoke to me through those injuries but at the same time he was moving in my heart and calling me back and he used these injuries to where I was putting surfing on a pedestal and idolizing that and choosing to do that over going back to church and he took that away from me and I remember getting scraped up on my whole body from skating and I just remember I was like all right well I think I need to go to church and I show up the next night with literally band-aids and wraps around my feet and my arms and my shoulder and and yeah I just remember sitting there at the end and going through the prayer and it was just a perfect message to where he was able to share the gospel and share how our lives yeah needed to be living for Christ and I just remember sitting there and just resurrendering my life to Christ and yeah just knowing that I had been living this sinful lifestyle and trying to get back to this mountaintop experience that I was saved in sophomore year high school, but going to all of these different things under the sun except God 
and he finally just called me and chased after me and and worked on my heart and softened my heart and I had realized I was just not living the way that I should be living and God just kind of captured me and brought me back and I just remember that yeah after that point I had been going to all the church things I started going every Sunday to church I started going to the BCM the Baptist Collegiate Ministry to the worship nights and the yeah I was consistent and I started being more intentional about being back in church and I just remember intentional being a word that I prayed upon a lot and allowed God to renew my mind by being intentional because when I was going through my sinful lifestyle I was being passive and complacent and I wasn't taking any action to turn back to God and to stop from what I was doing and to repent and I just remember intentional was just like all right I need to be intentional I can't just keep going through life and allowing this sin to keep coming to my life I need to be intentional about my relationship with the Lord and and his grace for me and living in his grace and and loving him over everything else and it wasn't it wasn't perfect after that I mean I was still drinking and I actually did stop smoking weed by the grace of God I I stopped maybe there was one time that I decided to do it but I was like ah oh, this this isn't serving me anymore like it's not serving my desire to be godly let alone it wasn't yeah I was just uncomfortable smoking again so he like took that desire out of me and I still struggled actually with my addiction to nicotine since I stopped smoking uh, weed I actually started vaping and that was one of the harder things to to stop I just remember going to church and vaping before and after and still being addicted to this and but still yeah working on my faith and working on getting to know God more and allowing him to free me from all the bad cycles and all the the passivity and complacency that I was stuck in and summer goes by I went home for that last summer my senior year and end up coming back still doing pretty well with with my faith uh, and going back to BCM and going back to Engaged Church, which was the college church on campus at the time, and I was serving a lot. I was being intentional and being involved in the community and getting to know everybody in the churches and yeah, loving on everybody and really allowing God to change my life and really stepping into who He created me to be, which was really personable and outgoing, and anybody that would walk into church, I would just be greeting them and getting to know them and and loving on people and I remember that fall semester which was my my final semester before I was going to graduate fall of 2018 I remember the BCM director had asked me to come back and be an intern which consisted of which she explained doing exactly what I was already doing with greeting people and and being the first to to love on them as they walk into 
the BCM, the Baptist Collegiate Ministry, and just serving, being on the worship team and helping out with the free lunches and still just being who God created me to be, just loving on everyone and serving as much as I could and being intentional about my walk with Christ. And I start reading my Bible every day and I actually forgot to mention that I met Paige this semester. So I think this will be a good stopping point and we'll get back into our story in the next episode. See you guys soon. Have a good day. Aloha, sweet sister. I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, Please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcast. This helps other women, like us, find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us nearer to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.